Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 2. Today, Ooh. we are joined by someone that me and Connor both know personally. We've worked with, we've worked with her before. Um, and we're very excited to have her on, have a chat with her, find out more about her. So we have Alexandra Sarmiento joining us today. Yeah. So Alex has or is the dance captain at Hamilton. She also swings a few tracks. Um, she was in Strictly Ballroom. She was in In the Heights, a chorus line several times, as you'll find out. But we can't wait to hear what she has to say for her musical theatre mixtape. Here's Alex. Hello, Alex. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Connor. How are you? I'm very well. How are you doing today? Really excited to talk to two stars. So, (laughs) Oh, stop. No, that's that's the complete genuine truth right there. I'm not even exaggerating. (laughs) So for those for those listening that don't know, me and Nick worked with Alex on our third year musical Legally Blonde, where she was the assistant director slash choreographer. Was that your your title? Mm-hmm, that's correct. Yeah, so we know each other from there. We had a wonderful time doing that. We had a blast. Yay. Oh, I'm glad you guys did have fun. I just I do feel like I wasn't there for a lot of it just because like schedule didn't work out um for me you're too busy being big western star (laughs) (laughs) well i was just desperado to always get there so i was like let's you know let's get straight down to oh gosh where's bird again um Um, sid cup that's it i was like oh let's get you know let's get to try let's have a lovely time yeah so let's get down to the questions Mm. the first one being how did you get into theater Right. How do I get into theater? This is like, I love telling this story because it just goes to show that I think a lot of people think that the path to theater is very linear or that you have to follow a certain set of rules and you don't, I think. Um, I actually went to school to study classical dance. So um, I kind of trained in ballet and modern for the majority of my tenure in education. And I always envisioned that the career I would have or at least the one that I wanted to pursue would be one in the kind of freelance concert dance scene in New York City. So kind of companies, if you think of Netherlands Dance Theater or Akram Khan, that kind of vibe. And when I was in high school, I did a school production of A Chorus Line. 
And when I auditioned for the show, I thought, oh, I'll audition to just be one of those background dancers. I didn't really even know what Chorus Line was about, but I was like, you know, surely it's a show about dance. There must be some kind of ensemble dance gig up in there. Anyway, audition for the show, ended up getting one of the principal roles, um, and her name was Connie, and I, you know, just typecasting-wise, that's just, you know, that's the perfect role for me, because she's supposed to be short, and she's supposed to be a dancer, and she's supposed to be Asian, and I was like, wow, tick, tick, tick. So, um, ended up getting that role. I had a, a friggin' blast doing that show, and when... I was a senior in high school. There was a non-equity international tour of the chorus line auditioning. And me and my friend went for some banter. We said, let's go to the audition that's supposed to be professionals and just see what it's about. Cause we just did this show in school and we had a great time. I ended up booking that job. So that was the first professional job I had leaving school. Um, that was the summer after I graduated from high school. I had a great time still thinking that I was going to pursue this kind of freelance concert dance lifestyle. And you know, one thing led to another. I was going to college to get my BFA in dance. And after doing my freshman year there, I did another production of A Chorus Line and another production of A Chorus Line. And <laughs> then the creative team asked me if I wanted to come do the West End Revival at the Palladium in 2013. And at that point, I was supposed to go back to college after having taken a semester off for doing another production of A Chorus Line. <laughs> um, and I said, uh, are we allowed to swear on this podcast? Yes or no? Um, Probably not. Okay. The uh, the uncertainty the uncertainty in your voice leads leads me to believe that. <laughs> okay. I said absolutely, I will be there. So um, I moved to London at that point in time, like literally New Year's Day, flew to London, and and here I am, seven years later, with a career in musical theater, something that I never thought that I would be in, and that's how I got into theater. I guess. Wow. Yeah. That's one hell of a story, that. Right? Just love a lot of a lot of a chorus line, yeah. A lot of a chorus line. <laughs> that show definitely holds like a special place for you then. Absolutely. Like that is the job that taught me how to basically be a musical theater performer. And it also taught me how to work as a professional, how to work with other people. Like that was that was me going to school for MT basically. So did you do much singing before that then? Or was that completely not in your head? No. Before you did A Chorus Line? No, absolutely not. Like no singing at all. The only singing that I used to do was when my, oh, a bee's just flown into my flat. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> but the only singing that I used to do was when my mom forced me to, I don't know, sing Reflections from Mulan by the piano, something like that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I never pursued it um, kind of, you know, with, I don't know, I guess with gusto or with yeah. with the plan to do anything about it, you know. Yeah. Here you are, though. Here I am, just getting by on charisma. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I mean, like, I've, I mean, I still have yet to do any proper acting classes, but I've done, like, singing classes in, like, parallel to working professionally, which has been great. And also just, I think, doing shows, you learn a lot about stamina, for one, um, in yeah. terms of singing or, like, how to, I guess act through song or you know all of that good stuff all the stuff that you guys probably know way more than me so maybe we can catch up <laughs> via zoom and you can let me know how to do it oh dear. <laughs> it's been a long time since we had one of those classes right yeah, yeah it's crazy <laughs> anyway moving on um mm. what was the first musical that you well considering you didn't sort of train to do musical theater mm -hmm. did you ever go to the theater like when you were younger and see musicals 
Yes, I did. My mom's favorite show is Phantom of the Opera. So I saw that at least a handful of times. Because <laughs> um, every time somebody came to visit New York City, that's where I was born and that's where I grew up. She would always take me to go see Phantom of the Opera. So um, I did see that a couple of times. Yeah, I, I kind of went to Broadway shows, but never thinking that I would be performing in them. Actually, the first show that I saw still didn't have any inkling of me wanting to do that kind of thing but I saw City of Angels at this same high school that I that I went that I ended up going to and it's like they kind of just invited us like if you want to come see the show before you start your freshman year like you can come and I saw it and I was like this is so cool like the way that the set was built as well, because we also have a technical department in our school. So you can go to um, the high school of performing arts to learn about technical theater. Um, okay. They built the set where it kind of revolved. Um, it, I don't know how to kind of explain this, but like, you know, like when you ice a cake and you can kind of like whip it around on like a dolly or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So it, ha- it was kind of like that. And it just like kind of kept turning around. So as you unfolded from one scene to the next, you could still see like the ends and the beginnings of the scenes adjacent to the scene that was actually in play. And it oh. just blew my mind that students could perform to such a high caliber. And I thought I'm so not anxious, but I'm just, I'm so excited to be a part of something where this is the kind of talent that comes out of the school, so to say. But still, even at that time, I didn't even think that that's what I want to do. Obviously, I was going to the school to, in the dance discipline. So I wasn't, it wasn't, it still wasn't even a thought in my head that I would be ever singing or acting in conjunction to dancing ever at that point in time. I don't know what the question was, by the way, so... It was. What was the first musical you saw? Oh, what was the first musical I saw? I mean, I definitely didn't answer the question. I think the first musical I saw was either The Lion King or Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Uh, probably like you know what? No, I think it was Cats. It was Cats, and apparently I was crying next to my grandfather because you know when they crawl out in the beginning in the audience. I was scared. I was scared for my life. Well, I was probably like four years old. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm pretty sure that's the first musical I saw. So we're going to go with Cats for that one. I think so, yeah. I think so, even though I, I spoke about so many other things. City of Angels, Phantom, <laughs> <laughs> But we got there with Cats. Yeah, eventually got there in the end. <laughs> Hilarious. So we'll start with the actual mixtape questions. Now. Okay, cool. And the first question of those is, what is your favourite overture? <gasps> You want to know something? I think it's The Lion King. There we go. Because <laughs> I don't know I don't know what it is about just uh oh, I'm going to like really butcher that. But like every time I hear it, I'm in tears. Like honestly, it's just I don't know why it's particularly moving to me. When I think about that question a little bit more critically, I don't know if this is an overture, but I'm pretty sure like the opening of Ragtime is the start of ragtime. I don't know if there's an overture before that first song, but that, the the first song that you hear in ragtime, honestly, it's epic. Like it is, yeah, it's it's so epic. So I I don't know if that's technically an overture, but I really really like that. I'm looking online now and it doesn't say there's an overture. It just goes straight in with the prologue. so. So, So let's say that the prologue of ragtime when I really think about it is my favorite, I guess, kind of overture slash opening to a show. When you think yeah. about it more, I think the Lion King thing is just, I don't know, maybe, maybe I was traumatized by a kid and that's why I make me cry every time. <laughs> Who knows? 
Um, but yeah, I guess go is my latter answer. Yeah, it's a great show. I love Ragtime. Mm, Did you see it when it was at no. Charing Cross? No, I, I missed it at Charing Cross as well. It was amazing. Oh, so cool. But yeah, hopefully I'll get to see it at some point in time. Live. Yeah. <laughs> so next up we have a song that reminds you of your childhood. Mm. So we could go back to The Lion King there. Yeah, probably <laughs> the opening <laughs> of Lion King again. A song that reminds me of my childhood. Oh my god, you know what? I just realized that I did I did do a musical theater show when I was younger and I just I guess I blocked out of my memory. <laughs> um, <laughs> two actually. Okay. Anyways, that aside. I, I don't know. I don't think there technically there is a song that reminds me of my childhood. If I if I really if I'm answering that truthfully, I think yeah. it's because I didn't really have a tie to musical theater as a child. So nothing really kind of reminds me you know like specifically about my childhood. I think however mm, Yeah, that's 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 me answering your question truthfully. I could, <laughs> I, I could just I could just not make up an answer, but I could I could go down on a tangent and relate a song to my childhood, but I don't think that's the yeah. question. Does that yeah. make sense? But I think yeah. yeah, it's just like I just didn't I wasn't on the musical theater scene or had any cognizance about it when I was growing up. So nothing really reminds me of my childhood really. So question number three mm. would be a song from your favorite musical. A song from my favorite musical. What's my favorite musical? You can you can discuss if you want to. Okay. If you've got a few options. I mean City of Angels is my favorite musical. And Lovely. I think my oh let me just pull up the let me pull up the songs real quick. Where is that song? Oh yeah, so I mean everybody's gotta be somewhere. I think I really love that. That's kind of like the the group song that like the jazz quartet does. I think just because yeah. I, I've I've sung a line of that in like this choir thing that I was a part of back in New York City and it just like it just blew my mind like how complicated that song is. So when I listened to it all together, I was like, whoa, I was like, this is so epic. But um Oh, that's you know what? That's also an overture that I really like when I really think about it. Um, City of Angels. Yeah. With the the prologue. Really bloody difficult harmonies. To yeah. Do. <laughs> oh man, it's just so good. Yeah. What is my favorite song from this show? I mean, I love it needs work, but I'm I'm saying that that's my favorite song to sing from this show. It's not my favorite song to listen to. I mean, I do like the tennis song. That's really, that's fun and playful. It's funny, yeah. Yeah, and covertly very sexual, I think. <laughs> um, um, yeah, maybe maybe it is the tennis song. I don't know. I, I love, like, all the songs from this show. But I think, you know, that's the mark of a good show, that it's not just one standout song because all the songs have to, like, manifest parts of the storyline. So they kind of do work, like, as a cohesive unit altogether. Um, so maybe that's a testament to why I like the show so much, that all the songs, I think, are really, really good and really valid in terms of, telling the what the story's about in that show yeah yeah i haven't seen the well i didn't get to see the new production i saw it when it oh. was at the donmar so did a, few I. Year, a few years ago yeah yeah oh, so i didn't good. get to see it the new one no neither did i and i was really looking forward to getting to see it yeah um but no i did see it at the donmar and it was absolutely amazing yeah so i didn't know the show at all when i went to see it mm so I didn't know what to expect at all. Mm-hmm. Went in and had my mind blown. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, completely. I agree. But 
for that, should we just put the tennis song for that one? Yeah, just let's a fun, put the tennis song. It's a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> that is a song that goes like, in your court. Yeah, that yeah. one. Okay. Just in yeah. case I was thinking about something else. Clearly, you know what? Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Clearly, I don't know this show very well. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to question number four then, mm-hmm. which is a song from the fav- your favorite musical that you have been in. That I've been in. Oh, okay. Well, I think truthfully speaking, my favorite musical song-wise, um, I think my favorite musical that I was in, that I really just enjoyed the music of was probably In the Heights. And I can say, I think the reason I say that is because I would start off In the Heights in such a bad mood for about 90% of all the shows because I was very stressed when I was working on that <laughs> show because um, it was my first time being a DC um, in any like West End show and they put a lot of responsibility on me which was great I really loved it but it just it just led to a lot of stress so I would start every show just like with my hair just frazzled out with the amount of steam coming out of my skull but by the end of the show I would always just be so happy and I think the music had a lot to do with that because I don't really like the book of In the Heights I actually think In the Heights has a very weak book I think the strongest part of it is the music yeah um and I mean, Carnival was like the best one, I think, to dance and sing in terms of my favorite thing. But in terms of just like listening to a song, oh, I mean, like when the sun goes down, epic. Oh, uh, what's the other one? When you're home, epic. Yeah, probably when you're home, when it's sung really well. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite song yeah. in, in the Heights. Okay. Yeah. I'll go with that say, one. I think say that one. Yeah. It was a great show. Like I, I saw it at King's Cross. Oh, did you? Um, yeah. Did you yeah. see it during the famine? The famine time. I say famine. That's when like the eleven strong ensemble was just one person because oh, they were really? sick and injured. And I think, I think I saw it quite early on. Oh, did you? Did you see yeah. it when um Victoria Hamilton Barrett was Daniela? That I time. didn't. The pregnant uh... lady. Can't remember. Oh man, she was just pregnant remember. in arabesque, and it was just absolutely <laughs> sensational. It was so good. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite one, I think. When you're home. Yeah. Lovely. Nice. So, question number five is a song from the last musical that you were in. That I. That's my favorite. Or yeah, favorite song from the last musical that you're in. Yeah. Um, so the last musical I was in was obviously Hamilton before, you know, the West End closed down for the foreseeable yeah. future. I think my favorite song from Hamilton is Skylar Sisters. Um, it used to be Satisfied before I joined the show. And then for whatever reason, it's just not my, well, no, I, I still think Satisfied is pretty epic. But the Skylar Sisters, for some reason to me, it, it doesn't matter you know how many times I've done the show when I do two specific tracks in the show for whatever reason when they kind of sing look around look around at how lucky we are to be alive right now and there, there are two specific tracks that I swing on for that are at the very front of the stage for that so you can really like take in the audience at that point in time and the choreography is also kind of like a gesture where you're um, also taking in the audience and kind of also being very vulnerable in your chest and like exposing yourself as well. So it's kind of like a very, um, I don't know, wholesome, wholesome movement that we're doing and just singing those lyrics and dancing that dance at that point in time, in terms of the, uh, in terms of the geography where you are on stage. I, I, I don't know why, but I always get really like teary when I do that bit because it is like, 
I, I, you know, especially not even wanting to ever be in musical theater when I was growing up and I'm getting to perform in, you know, arguably the most exciting show, you know, of the 21st century or something like that. And that I, I can, I have a life where I've built everything based on a career that I do that is artistically fulfilling and I'm not doing it just to get the money. Um, Those lyrics really ring true for me. And I just love that song from the minute that you hear that drum, like you're just like bang straight into a new environment within the show. And it's just, yeah, I just, I really love performing that number and singing it specifically. I think this is the thing about Hamilton. A lot of people for some reason think that the ensemble does like a lot of dancing and yes, we do, but we do so much singing in the show because it is Mm. sung through. Um, yeah. And that is, yeah, that's one of my favorite songs to sing, even though we don't sing that much until the until the very end. But what we do sing, I, I really, really enjoy doing that. It's nice as well, because you've been in the show since it first opened, haven't mm-hmm. you? Yeah. So it's nice that you, there's still points of that show where you can find something that you still really love, like, and parts you still connect to. It's not just something that you do on a daily basis now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, the magic of because as DC, I swing the show, I don't perform, you know, eight times a week, but especially in a long running show in the West End, I feel like that's the most sustainable way in terms of enjoying a show, because every time I go on, I have a new perspective on the show. The first time I ever swung, I, it was in, in the Heights and I was an onstage swing then. So the first time I did something that wasn't in my normal onstage swinging track honestly, like my eyes couldn't have opened any wider because one, I was just nervous because all of a sudden you're on a stage where you're very familiar with what the path looks like. And then all of a sudden you see a different one. Like I'm sure Connor, you experienced that when you were playing. um, Oh God, his name's not Evan, is it? What's the name of the guy that you played in Legally Blonde? Emmett. Emmett, that's it. I knew it started with an E, but it's like when you play Emmett and then when you play UPS guy, you'd see a different version of the show from those two characters. So yeah, so it's like that times five for me. You know, you constantly are cycling where you can look at on the stage. And I think that's a privilege that a lot of people who normally do ensemble work or normally just do one track when they're in a show, they, you know, it's, it's really a special experience, like seeing, seeing your show from a different point of view, like not even, not even from the audience, like say you took the night off to like watch the show or something. But, um, but yeah, you see things that you would never see before. Cause maybe normally you're, you're busy at that point or you're looking stage right instead of stage left. Um, yeah. Love it. Love that. So question number six mm-hmm. is a song from a musical that you want to be in. A song from a musical that I want to be in. Uh, I mean, there are two musicals that I want to be in. Technically, I did do one of them, though, when I was younger. Again, I don't know why, but I clearly just pushed these memories of doing musical theater <laughs> shows to, the, to my deep subconscious. I don't know why. Um, one of them is You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, which I think is hilarious. And I want to be in that show, and I want to be like a contemporary dancing Woodstock. I feel like me and Snoopy would have dance. Um, <laughs> but the song, oh my God, the song that I love from that show is Lucy's song when Schroeder's playing the piano. And, oh, what's the song called? It's literally hilarious. I, I think that show is so funny. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. Yeah, I know a couple of songs from it. Yeah. Um, okay, what's the song that I should say? Oh, it's, it's just called Schroeder. Um, I, oh, yeah. I implore anybody listening to this podcast to just please listen to it. It might not be that funny, though, because you're not seeing it in the context of the show, but it's so funny. And the woman who sings it is just... She, she for me, really got 
her voice spot on in terms of characterization of like how that character would sound like. Obviously, like there was a you know it was on TV or it was a movie at some point in time, but um, for the stage show it was just so funny. She's so hilarious. Okay, so that also another show that I want to be in because there's only two at the moment. Um, I would love to play anybody's in West Side Story and probably like my favorite song from West Side Story to listen to is maybe it is tonight or maybe mm. it's something else. I don't know. I, again, it probably is tonight again. Is that the, the quintet version or the, no, I think the duet. the duet. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Let me just look at West Side Story. Oh, I'd love to get to do West Side Story. Ugh, isn't it just, yeah. just the most beautiful show, honestly. Um, and the dream ballet why don't they make musicals with ballets in anymore i guess um it's just a little it's just a bit old school isn't it because i think even though dream ballets are epic and i i too wish there was more dream ballets we always like make a joke like what if there was like a dream ballet during take a break in hamilton (laughs) 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 um Hold on. Should we start a petition. Let's get that. Let's get that happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would say probably tonight is my favorite. My favorite song from West Side Story. Um, also, another great overture. Now that I'm looking at the. Uh, it is. Yeah. Yes. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, about dream ballets. I guess, especially like me, kind of having experience with choreography. It's like, what what do dream ballets actually signify? You know, it, when when that's when it's kind of just like oh, just like a lovely dance that goes with the song because i think sometimes for example if you see versions of carousel where they have the dream ballet where it's just randomly some random uh a, a random billy bigelow and a random you know what's her name yeah. uh judy no it's not judy it's something june julie julie, julie. yeah um when it's just some okay and now two dancers from the ensemble are going to react um, enact this thing but then that's not really an extension of the characters or the actors who are actually playing those roles on yeah. stage. It's like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? It's like, why, why can't there just be no dance and you express that in a different way? You know what I mean? So um, it, it confused me sometimes. I think there was, there was a production of on the town where my friend was the dream Gaby, mm-hmm. but the, but the Ivy was the main actress who had been right. doing it already. And for me, that's kind of confusing. It's like, well, Gaby should- this guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, Gaby, <laughs> the actor, should be doing the dance. Yeah. You're, you're heightening the story to another kind of interpretation. So, you're, you know, it's not enough to just speak the words and have a scene. It's not enough to just sing, sing what's being said so that you hear another um, thread line of like, I don't know, subconscious interpretation through the notes that you're singing or the melody or the clash and the harmony you know, it has to be, you're taking it to the next level by representing that physically. And if it's not the actor who originally did it, then what's the point of that? So I think dream ballets are a little bit tricky in that sense, because if they're, I don't think if they're, if they're not placed well or logically, then I don't see what the point of it is, which is probably why a lot of people stray from that. Because I think a lot of theater is about being more efficient with your use of actors and being more logical or maybe just being mm. innovative or maybe people just don't want to do it because it's just viewed as old school and everybody wants yeah. to kind of be more um, new and exciting and kind of all that kind of <laughs> stuff, you know? Very true. Mm-hmm. Moving on then. Um, question number seven is mm-hmm. a song from your least favourite musical. Yeah, you see, this is the thing. I don't think I have a least favourite musical. I quite like all of them. I've never walked out of a musical and thought, God, that was a pile of garbage. Yeah. 
you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, let me just think. A musical that I really didn't enjoy. Or yeah. is there a song in a certain musical that you didn't enjoy? Just yeah. one, like... If there's, like, a uh, uh, soundtrack you'd listen to, you'd skip that song. Or... Oh, yeah. I mean, every show's got those kinds of songs, <laughs> yeah. don't they? You know what? In the Heights, in New Till, even though David Bedella was epic, I was just like, oh, just skip this song. I was like, it's so boring. <laughs> like, who cares? I mean, obviously, somebody cares, and it is... He is saying things in that song that haven't been expressed already through text. So I get why it's there. But I hate that song. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, like fast forward, get yeah. that out. I mean, there, there are so many. There are so many within shows that I absolutely love that I'm just like, next. Um, mm. But yeah, in New Till from In the Heights, even, I though so. I do, even though In the Heights is obviously not my least favorite show, but that's still yeah. my least favorite song in that show. We'll, we'll change that question for you. But oh, we'll, yeah. Thanks. A song, <laughs> your least favorite song from yeah. a musical. Yeah. Cool. So, what's now? Question number eight A song from your guilty pleasure musical. Yeah, what is my guilty pleasure musical? I, I, keep, I feel like it is Phantom of the Opera, you know? But I think, yeah. I don't think Phantom of the Opera is a guilty pleasure. I think it's a very, um, it's a very valid pr- pleasure, you know? I, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that music from this epic. Let's pull up the album again. Okay, what do I love from Phantom of the Opera? Uh, I mean, just anything that the Phantom sings, I think is just absolutely. It's epic. Oh, man. <laughs> if I was a dude, I would want to play the Phantom in Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's my answer to it. Any song, Any song that the Phantom is featured in. Where he's got his, what's the big one? I mean, he has that amazing thing at the end. Uh, of the music of the night. Music of the night, yeah. Um, yeah, just love it. Epic. Yeah, that, I'm going to go with that answer. We'll go music of the night. Yeah. Love it. Great. And last but not least, your favorite mega mix. My favorite mega mix. I don't know many mega mixes. Yeah, there's, there's not that many, but. I do love the six mega mix at the end. Hmm? two in a row ah did somebody else give that answer too yeah we had alice fern on the last one she said that was hers and that was the first time we'd had six mentioned at all really oh i love it yeah the six mega mix i think is great um yeah i i think that's that's my only answer because i don't know any other mega mixes i'll go with that very valid answer okay so what that's the end of the questions i'll read it back now as sort of like a track list and we'll get your opinion on how you'd like to, how you'd find it listening to it. Okay. So we've got the Ragtime Prologue slash Overture. Love. Tennis Song from City of Angels. Yeah. When You're Home from In the Heights. Yeah. Skylar Sisters. Gorge. Schroeder from You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. It's hilarious. Tonight from West Side Story. Yeah. Inutil from In the Heights. Skip. Music of the Night from Phantom. Yeah, oh, I mean, can, and... I, can I give more? Hold on. Oh, is, uh, yeah, yeah. is the point of no return, is that Raul or is that the Phantom? That's Phantom. I mean, that. yeah, maybe that one even more than Music of the Night. Yeah, oh, okay. And Music of the Night is pretty epic too. It's like that one. Also, yeah, you know what, whatever. Just, yeah, cool. Just Phantom. Just Phantom. Fa- Phantom in Phantom <laughs> of the Opera can do no wrong, basically. Yeah. <laughs> And then we end it with the six mega mix. Yeah, five, four, three, two, one, six. Sensational. Boom. Love that. That's a great. That's a great mixtape. That. Yeah. Starts quite upbeat, then mellows out a bit. 
So do you guys like put this together in like some type of playlist and people can be like, tune in to what I want to listen yeah, to? We can. We, we did it for one, but not all of the songs are on Spotify. Uh, so sometimes it's quite difficult because yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll have a couple of songs missing out on it. But it is something that I'm going to get around to do to make like a playlist for each person that's yeah, come on. Yeah, that's a super so then cool idea. You could search like the name and then mixtape and it'll come up. Right, yeah. But. Yeah, I haven't got around to doing it yet, oh. but it's something, no, it something I will cool. do. Yeah, cool idea. Right. I think that's it then. I Amazing. think we're done. Okay, cool. Thank you very much for coming on. No, thank you. It's guys. been lovely to speak to you again. Yeah, nice to speak. I hope after you... such a long time. Yeah, I know. I hope you, you're both well right now. <laughs> what, yeah. like, what are you yeah, getting up to? Not a lot, really. <laughs> no? I know. no. It's, it's so, yeah, it's so hard. It's just like especially like when you've just graduated and you're like ready to just, you know, eat up the world. And then it's just like, <laughs> yeah. actually, no, it's going to be a bit nah, of a famine not. right now, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, I do feel for you guys, but um, you know, just. Yeah. We're doing this to keep busy. This is yeah. one thing we're doing. Yeah. It's great. I think it's like so important to like be creative in like whatever sense that is not, not in what you, I guess would typically do or what you think you would be doing, but yeah, yeah. it's great. Love it. Thanks very much to Alex for coming on today and telling us her musical theatre mixtape, telling us uh, how she got into musical theatre. Um, hope you all enjoyed listening to it. If you did, go give us a, a follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and give us a review. Go follow us on Instagram and Twitter as well. Yeah, keep following us on social media. We're always around. Message us, send us questions, do whatever. If you want to see someone on here, let us know. Tell us and we'll try our best to make it happen. We already did that last week with Alice Fern. We'll do it again. Yeah, thanks again for listening and we will see you next week. No, we won't. You'll hear us next week. Woo! Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.